0: As it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way... No one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths, In spiritual words, the man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject subject to any man's judgment, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. May God bless the reading of his word. Thank you. You May be seated and really should be titled Decisions. Decisions. Now we're talking about the Screams at me. Um, so before we really get into anything, last night have no idea what time it is or time it was. I'm woken up, and it's like you need to write this down. So I scramble for a pen or whatever, a writing instrument. <laughs> Lights are off; I can't see anything, and I'm grabbing an envelope or whatever I can get my hands on. So before we go any further. I have to read this to you. We have the mind of Christ to know what to do, but also to know what not to do. To know what to engage in and what to avoid. Nothing earth-shattering. But when you're woken up in the middle of the night and you're given this and you wake up in the morning and realize that you could actually read what you wrote scribbled on the envelope in the middle of the night, it's got to be important. So whether that's for someone that's here, someone that's watching my Facebook, but for us as a church, it's, un- it's important to understand to know that the mind of Christ is so that we can know what to do, but also what not to do. To know what to engage in and what to avoid. I haven't belief that that is such a huge question on people's minds so how do I know how do I know that God is talking to me how do I know that voice is God's how do I know what to do or what not to do I'm at a crossroads I'm standing at this why and I don't know whether to go to the right or to the left but I'm not hearing anything Paul so wonderfully reminds us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that we have the mind of Christ. We have it. It's ours. You accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to live in you, and so does the mind of Christ because the Spirit who searches the mind of God and the deep things of God is now living in you. So therefore, as a son... As a daughter, then I have access to the mind of Christ, right? Everybody following me? So great, now what? Fantastic, Ian, that's wonderful. Now what am I supposed to do with that? Right? And that's where we get stuck, isn't it? right? Okay, what would Jesus do? Those were designed for us to be reminded when we are in situations, oftentimes I looked at mine when I was in a tense situation, (laughs) because I know what Ian would do, but I need to figure out what Jesus would do, and I probably need to take that path. But that's what those bracelets were designed for, to remind us, to help us understand that Jesus had a way of doing things, and that's what we're talking about here as far as the mind of Christ, is that Jesus has a way of doing things. He doesn't see things from an earthly perspective, he sees it from a spiritual perspective. For example, the blind man, several of them, but Jesus runs into the blind man. Everyone around it sees that that man was blind and couldn't see, not Christ. He saw the healing that needed to take place spiritually. Jesus saw things from a spiritual condition and not just a physical condition. So then he stepped forward and he moved in the spiritual and everyone else was astounded because Jesus' mind was different. The demoniac, everyone stayed away from him, wouldn't want anything to do with him. The guy was crazy. He would cut himself, he would yell, he would run around with no clothes on in the, in the marketplace. Crazy, stay away from that guy. What did Jesus see? Someone who needed de- to be delivered and freed to live the life that he was created to live. Today, we're in situations all the time that make us go, man, that guy is out there. Or I can't stand how that person just acts or reacts. Decisions that we need to make at work. Things that happen in our social lives. We see things from a physical perspective. But see, when we have and understand that we have the mind of Christ, then a new door opens up. See, Jesus has ways of doing things. He has a different perspective. He sees things differently. He does things differently. He speaks differently And that's what we are invited to do. But see, we have to make that transition from the physical into the spiritual. Paul speaks to the Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Colossians chapter three. I'm going to start at verse one. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Verse two. Set your minds on the thing above, on the things above, and not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden in Christ with God. Set your things on the on the set your mind on the things above. To set set, to be of the same mind, to be in agreement with one another, to share the same views, to be Be focused, be intentional on seeing things the way God sees them. Now, I'm not saying that you have to understand it. We change our mindset and we begin to understand what God is doing and we begin to trust him then our understanding becomes more palatable to the natural man because that side is dying off and we begin to look at things spiritually through God's eyes Julie and I are in the process of buying a printer. <laughs> Great job, Ian. You can do it, man. <laughs> right? It's not a big deal. And that's, this is, that's my point. Buying the printer is not a big deal. What do you need? Well, I need it to do this, 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 and this. How much do you have? This. Great. Wait for a sale or something, Ian, but go get a printer with this amount of money that does these, does, does these things. He, here's my catch. It's not my printer. If I need a printer that does all of these things, whose money am I spending? God's. This printer is for God's work, okay? Now, it would be easy for us to go, okay, well, you know, it's for the church or it's for this. It's God's work. Let's trust the Lord. But in my own personal life, am I willing to get to that point in buying a printer? How does God see this printer? You know, you're probably like, Ian, my gracious, it's a printer, man. It is. But what it is for me is my training ground to go from Ian's mind... To the mind of Christ. Does God not care about the little things? Does he? Are we the sparrow that he has his eye upon? Absolutely. Does he care about the printer that I'm going to have in my house? Yes. Does he want to teach me from it and that whole process? Yes. Does he want to partner with me in buying a printer? Yes. So, God, in relationship, let's go buy a printer. How do you want to do this? What do you need? What do we need to have? Do I need to get the best deal? Or is this printer about me going into a specific store to build a relationship with someone in that store that needs you? Do you see how something earthly tangible become can become so spiritually driven? But see, this is the mind of Christ. Because everything he said had a purpose. Everything he did had a focus. And that's us. But how do we make this transition? How do we understand, okay, Ian, I believe it, I I understand, the Bible tells me, I have the mind of Christ. But I have no idea what you're talking about over here. How do I get from here to there? See this? Julie and I just bought a house. These are our house manuals. Yeah. Refrigerator, microwave. You're like, Ian, if you don't know how to run a microwave, (laughs) you know. Stove, gas log set, the whole nine yards. These are my instruction manuals. Did anybody know... And I know I'm putting myself out there, and that's really okay. But did anybody know what the drawer under the stove is really for? It's to keep your food warm. Me, holds my pot and pan. (laughs) Right? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Manual. Instruction. You learn these things. Crazy, right? (coughs) Manual. You learn these things. I'll figure out how that oven works. I'll figure out how to turn the gas on the gas logs on. You know, and it's the same way, you know, it's the same, we, building Christmas presents for our kids in the middle of the night, how many of you really, you read the instructions? Right, you know, they're just their filler paper. We don't need them. But do we? You know, the details that we find out about the things that we purchase and the functions that they have, the the different ways that they can do things, that's knowing our products intimately, in and out. We cannot skimp on understanding what it means to have the mind of Christ. We need to know it. I talked last week about um, those of us who um, work, moved into a, a specialty type thing, whether it's going to college or a trade school, or or just the, or even the on the job training that we get to become what we believe that we want to do. It's it's the same way in building our relationship with Christ. We have a manual. Will you put the time in to learn it? Or are you just going to go with, I'll just figure it out as I go? A lot of this time, this manual, you'll learn a few things, and then you go to on-the-job training. You have to put this into practice. But you're learning the mind of Christ that has been instilled within you. See, there's a reason that Paul says in Colossians that we die. So, when it comes down to it, my job is for you to see Christ and not Ian. Because if you saw Ian and you got to know Ian, then you would not want Ian as your pastor. Right? Just like if people got to know you for who you really are, apart from Christ, they probably wouldn't want to work with you. So it's our job to live in that mindset. So Paul talks to the Corinthians. <clears throat> who- Please excuse the intrusion into this message. There was a problem for about three or four minutes during the sermon where our sound system did not record the audio. We have cut that part out of the broadcast. It will resume now where it picked up once again. Thank you. To teach you that you have the mind of Christ, and how that needs to operate in your life. Yes, it is God's will. I can stand here and tell you with all confidence that it is. But we need to ask. So when we're stuck and we don't know how this transition is supposed to happen, ask, and he will teach you. Ask, and he'll teach you. Setting our minds on the things above, having the mind of Christ. We walk into our decisions, we have things that confront us. It can be something large, it can be something small, it can be a printer, it can be moving. It can, all of these different things. God doesn't have a spectrum that you can only ask Him things about. He's open to anything. So in asking Him about those things having the mind of Christ and being able to see those things the way He sees them leads us and guides us into decisions that we need to make. Maybe you don't understand them. But you know God wants you to take this path, but you just don't get it. I don't understand why. I don't see the future. I don't see the outcome. I don't see the reason behind it. Because we don't approach that with God... Do you know what we miss out on learning? Faith. Faith. We miss out on learning about faith because we have to have all of the puzzle pieces together. We have to understand why something is going to take place or why am I going to do X, Y, Z. Why do I need to go eat at, at this restaurant? I don't understand it. I don't even like it. But I know that God is directing me to go there. Well, you know what? Life isn't about you. And life isn't about me. But having the mind of Christ makes us understand that we're about what He wants and how He sees things. And so if He needs me to go into that restaurant and eat, guess what? I'm there. But it's that transition of going from This is how I understand things now, to I have to shift all of that and I have to set my mind on the things above. Remember that I have died to this, but I'm heading here. And I have to see things the way that God sees them, how Jesus sees them, and then let him lead me through that. Having the mind of Christ. It would be wonderful for me to pray over you, and just go, you've got it. And I am happy to do that. And for some of you, that's going to happen. Others, it's going to be a process. Mine was a process. It's learning to stop thinking worldly and start thinking spiritually, to stop looking at life through Ian's eyes and looking at life through the eyes of Christ. It's a process. And I wouldn't change it for the world. Because having the mind of Christ, operating according to how he sees things, there honestly is nothing like it. There is nothing like it. Because the decisions that I would have made here for Ian and for my purposes would have fallen apart about right here. But the decisions that I've made concerning what Christ wanted me to do and how he sees my life and how he sees he, that he wants things done, not only haven't fallen apart, but it has blessed people around me astronomically. And it goes beyond who we are and lack of of my willingness to die to self and open my heart to something that I can't explain. But to watch him be who he is amidst this wretch, Is amazing. So there's a transition. There's a transition. But it is worth it. But we have the mind of Christ. It's amazing to think that with the Spirit of God deposited into our life, the Spirit who searches all the things of God, even the deep things of God, lives in me and can and will give me insight into the things happening in my life. And I get to follow him. You get to follow him. Father, Lord God, I just ask that you bless us beyond measure. Father, even with opening up this understanding of of having the mind of Christ, that God, I I, I just pray that you just allow it to set in on us. That we get an understanding that is beyond what we have beyond what we know. Father, I pray that our eyes are open to see life the way that you see it. That we hear your voice. That our hearts sense your direction. And Father, that we follow it. God, I I pray that you remind us that That we are dead to self. But we are alive to you. Father, ask your Holy Spirit just to penetrate us. In the depths of who we are. Father, reveal the things that we need to let go. But Father, I also ask you to answer questions. Father, help us know what decisions to make. Father, give us strength. follow through and father help us to exercise our faith father thank you for blessing us and thank you for loving us we ask these things in jesus name amen if you're able please stand and turn in your hymnals to page 454 open my eyes that i may see true